Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in each and every week. We are down to just one episode a week, so we're coming live to you on the YouTube channel every single Monday, um, as well as new podcast gets released out. Now, remember, if you want help on your journey to health and wellness, we have a brand new boot camp that goes out each and every month. Our next one is launching March 14th. So join us going to transformingwomenshealth.com. Click on boot camp and join in. Now today on the show, if you are a woman who has lost your energy, maybe you have feel exhausted, you feel unmotivated. Have you lost that loving feeling, ladies? Because <laughs> let me tell you, you're going to want to listen in today. Um, you know, as women, so many times we're so busy taking care of everybody else. We're so busy uh, checking off that checklist that we forget to take care of ourselves. And my guest today is Dr. Renee Wellenstein. She is a double board certified doctor working with women for over 20 years. She's got her own personal story to share with us, but her mission is really to empower women to take control of their own health, jumpstart their energy, and improve their confidence and reignite their libido. Renee, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for having me, Amy. I can't wait to dig into this topic because, you know, I feel like it's another one of those taboo topics. Mm -hmm. Very taboo. And that's why I'm bringing it to light because for over 20 years now, I've had to drag it out of women. I, I, I should say for the first 15, I didn't because I didn't know how to help women with low libido. And for the past six years now, I've really had to drag it out of women because they just don't think there's a problem. Number one, number two, uh, they, they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, who wants to admit, you know, God, mm -hmm. my sex life has completely crashed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's certainly a, a taboo topic, but we're mm -hmm. bringing it to the surface. We are. Yes, we are. Oh, I love it. I love being able to talk about these things because there's so many things, I think, relating with menopause mm -hmm. that, oh, gosh, do I want to say that we just normalize they're not normal, but we've normalized them. Would that be a kind of a right way to that's say correct. that? Yeah, that's correct. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of myths out there that, 
you know, a certain phase of your life or after having the kids or going through menopause or, you know, that it just, it's normal for you to lose your libido and it's accepted, which is it's unacceptable in my opinion. If it was, and I'm not going to bash men, but if it was a, a man having these issues, he would be seeing his doctor right away. But we women, again, it's normalized, it's normal, it's or it's hormonal. Yep. And I'm not sure where the end point is. I think they think one day they're just going to wake up with an improved libido, but they don't search for answers as to why. And they just normalize the low libido issue that they're having. And they want it to be better, but they just don't know what to do about it. And don't nobody's talking it. about it. No one's talking about it. Right. So. Well, let's talk about a little bit about your personal story. I know, you know, just like so many of us in this space, we have our own stories of recovery. Do you mind starting there with us? No, not at all. I have quite the story. And it's actually my journey into functional medicine, which is more holistic health. uh, Because as I said, I was uh, trained conventionally in OBGYN. So Mm -hmm. in practice as an OBGYN. And 13 years ago, I had twins. So I, you know... I was having the perfect life, or so I thought. It was uh, working a very busy schedule as an OBGYN, trying to raise raise my infant twins. And we moved. We moved from uh, rural New York City, or rural, uh, suburb of New York City to rural New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my dream horse. And that's mm-hmm. what you do when you move to the country. And that dream horse actually threw me for a loop, and I broke my back. And that was in 2012. Yeah. So, and I always say that's where my story begins because that was really the pivotal moment in my life where sort of things started to fall apart and then I had to put them back together again. So for, I would say two to three years, I chased a lot of weird symptoms that I was having Mm -hmm. and I didn't quite know what, what kind of box to put them in because we have to remember I was trained conventionally. I was trained as an OBGYN. I was trained to make a diagnosis and, and, put a prescription on that, on that, on that diagnosis. So for two to three years, I, like my doctor was trying to shove me in a box of like, where were these symptoms of low energy and and low motivation? And I was gaining weight and I was having cravings and I had no sex drive and all of the things, where was it coming from? Right. And after I got shoved into that depression box, uh, but failed antidepressants, not one, but two different times, Mm -hmm. I actually had to start asking myself or asking questions, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as a conventional doc, unless you fit into a diagnosis, you really don't know what to do. And I, I think a lot of your audience can probably resonate with that. They go to their doctor, their labs are normal. They just don't feel normal. They're put on medications. It's just not helping. Well, the doc has run out of options. They don't know really what to do. So either you're normal or you get sent to a specialist. Right. So in my situation, a lot of my colleagues, my medical colleagues were giving up on me because they just didn't know what else to do. Right. I always say I was the only person who flunked out of physical therapy because I never got better. I had chronic (laughs) pain and all these things. So ironically, I actually got in contact with a functional medicine doc for another reason. And I started talking to her. I didn't even know what functional medicine was. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but at this point, I, I said, you know what? Nobody else is helping me. So what do you got? What what do you have in your tool toolbox that can help me? And I'm telling you, one visit with her, she got the diagnosis right. We did the testing to confirm it. And I'm not saying my recovery was overnight, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, we got on the right path. And over the course of the next year and a half, two years, I was feeling even better than I had going into my injury. 
know, I still deal with back issues, but I'm telling you, there were so many other things in my life, including my back that have improved tremendously. So did find functional medicine. And um, I'm the type of personality that when I find something, I go with my intuition, my gut. And I said, oh my gosh, you helped me so much. I am actually just going to jump off a bridge and go into functional medicine myself. (laughs) And I remember my husband's like, what are you doing? What's functional medicine? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I left my OBGYN job and jumped into the fellowship and took on a, a job as a functional medicine doc and and transitioned to libido um, in, actually in 2020 after having taken care of women for over 20 years and really no one focusing on this because a lot of the things that I do to help women just gain their energy, their confidence, lose weight, all of the things actually helps to improve their libido as well. So... Isn't it funny how when we get the body healthy from the inside out, there's so many side benefits, you know, that happen. You know, weight loss is actually a side benefit of getting the inside body healthy. So I just love that libido and increased libido is just a side effect of getting ourselves healthy on the inside. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a myth out there also that you need just one magical pill or cream no. or hormone, right? <laughs> Lady, ladies, we are much more complex than that. And I'm not <laughs> in a bad way, we are just special. We are not quote unquote fixed with a magic bullet. You know, you right. really need to look at all aspects of a woman's, woman's health in order to sort of figure out where the problem lies and how, you know, strategically uh, come at it from a different way as opposed to just a pill or a cream. Right, exactly. So um, what would you say? I mean, I know that we're going to get into the kind of the eight step approach to holistically address low libido. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe within those eight steps are some of the questions I'm going to ask now. So just stop me, you know, if, if that's the case. But why do women have low libido? Can you, I mean, are you able to kind of figure some of the main things out or is it really kind of different for everybody? It is. And what I'm finding is a lot of times, ironically, one of the key components is a relationship issue. Oh, oh I know. So let's not talk about fixing inside out. You sometimes have to fix what's going on on the outside. And You know, so I find that it sort of kind of runs throughout a lot of relationships that we start unpacking, Um, you know, because, again, we've been in a pandemic for a year. We've had a lot of women that were home doing it all. Mm -hmm. We're raising the kids. We're making the food. We're cleaning the house. Oh, and maybe we have a job as well. And (laughs) and we're not able to get out and connect with our friends. Like we're not able to go have those girl nights. Right. So I see a lot of resentment. I see a lot of. you know, just loss of connection with your your girlfriends and just mm-hmm. not able to, and they're losing themselves. They're not filling their own cups. They're giving to everybody, mm-hmm. but they're at the expense of of draining their own cup, and they're not finding the time to refill their cup. So that's taking a toll on their relationships. You know, mm-hmm. with their family, with their significant other, and you know, it's hard when women don't feel that connection to be intimate. We need yeah. to feel connected. You know, and right. it's more than just the actual physical act of sex. It's actually that connection, that touching, that hugging, the talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of couples are not, you know, especially if they have young kids, they're not going out to the restaurants to have that alone time. The kids are always around and they're just not getting the time to connect and actually just talk about life. 
Right. Well, and as you were speaking, I was thinking of something that I don't know if you've experienced this yourself, but for me, you know, I have a wonderful relationship with a man I'm married to, but sometimes there's things that I need outside of the marriage, like my relationship with my girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. And in this pandemic, where we're not having that intimate relationship with our girlfriends, we're dumping this all onto our spouse now, mm-hmm. you know, and and sometimes that can be damaging because, you know, we can't always get everything we need from one person. Mm-mm, I agree. And, you know, we sometimes communicate differently. A lot of times men do not communicate as as women do. And we don't see that as obviously as we have in the past year when they that's all we have. Right. So right. when we're the talkers and we just want to talk about our day, you know, <laughs> they just want to shut down and just like be be by themselves. And Are you still talking over there? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, a lot of times women just see that as like, I've been alone with the kids all day and pulling out my hair. I've been homeschooling them. You walk in, I want to just talk to an adult. And and a lot of times they're, you know, coming in from a full day at work, they're tired too, and they just want to shut off. And so there's that communication breakdown uh, and Mm -hmm. she takes it as you don't care. Right. Uh, And then I get more resentful and you don't care what I've been doing all day and you don't want to listen to my day. I just want to connect. And he's seeing it as I just want you to be quiet. I just want to be, you know, by myself for a little bit. I care about your day. And it's just that um, the lack of communication of actually what's going on deeper down. Oh, absolutely. What we're all looking for right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think sometimes too, as women, we just want a place to vent and mm-hmm. someone to vent with. And I think many times our spouses want to fix, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go in there and they want to fix and and all we are wanting to do is just talk. We, exactly. we don't need a solution. We don't need you to come in and fix it for us. We just want to mm-hmm. be able to get it off our chest. Exactly. And I'll actually say this to my husband now. If I want to vent about something, I say, I don't want to fix. Just listen. Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yes. just listen. Because they are fixers. They they feel like they need to, to help you and come up with a solution. And, and many times women just want to be heard. That's all. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the relationship could be a key component. What else? Stress. Big time. Mm, oh, now I've always God. seen this, uh, but again, in the past year, it's even over, it's, it's worse than it's ever been. And, um, you know, that does affect our hormones. Mm-hmm. So hormones is another big thing. So, you know, I always do, I do believe throughout all also is hormones, but it's just more than the female hormones. We have the cortisol, which is a stress hormone. We have insulin, which is another hormone that puts blood sugar, you know, puts sugar back into the cells. These all can be really out of whack, but the stress really plays into actually pretty much all of them as well. So stress just, again, you know, kind of coming back to self-care and, and pouring too much out of your cup into everyone else. Um, you know, a lot of women are not taking time for themselves to de-stress, to figure out, number one, where is the stress coming from? Right, right. When I start addressing stress, it's like, where is it? Is it financial? Is it is it relationship? Is it the fact that we've been inside for the past year, homeschooling the kids? Like, where is it? Because we can't sort of manage it if we don't know where it's coming from. You just say, I'm stressed. Well, okay, let's think about <laughs> what, what you're stressed about. Okay. Um, and then and then giving her permission to figure out how best she can manage that stress. It looks different for everybody. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a 30 minute bubble bath at night, you know, with your significant other watching the kids, or maybe it's just getting outside and taking in nature and walking or exercise or meditating mm-hmm. or praying or reading a book, whatever. But women just 
are not making the time to do it. You know, it's interesting coming into the pandemic. It's like, we have all this time, but mm-hmm. we don't have, I feel like we're busier than ever, right? And mm-hmm. we're finding, yes, we're not going to the store as much. We're not going shopping. We're not going out to dinner, but we're filling our days and time with a lot of other things at the expense of our own uh, mental, yeah, mental health and, and well-being. Yeah. I remember when... Um... I first was getting into kind of the self-care. I mean, I had no self-care. What is that? Mm-hmm. Had no idea what it was. And somebody had told, because I was always told by the doctors that I was under a lot of stress. I had a high stress job. I created a lot of stress, but never a solution, right? Mm-hmm. Finally, I had one doctor that said, you know, take a hot bath. Okay, I'll take a hot bath. Renee, I could not even stay in that bathtub long enough for it to fill up. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to go. I got to move. I got to do something. So sometimes I think the stress, um, what is it that I'm trying to say? It's like, we don't even know how to shut down and relax, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When I was asked, what do I enjoy? You know, what do you enjoy doing? You know, do more of that. Well, I don't know. I've been a mom and, you know, and an employer for so long. Those are my identities. I don't know what it is that I like to do. I bet Mm -hmm. there's a lot of women that could relate to that. Absolutely. We're on this hamster wheel. Like we're just go, go, go. And we don't know how to break the cycle. We don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to take, you know, we're so used to taking those little shallow breaths and having our shoulders and our ears all day and just go, 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 go. You know, I mean, everyone hits the floor running in the morning. Don't, they don't even think about, you know, how they feel. And they're, and that's the other, they don't feel how their bodies feel. Like they don't feel yeah. the fact that their shoulders are there in their ears and that they're just not breathing deeply. You know, they're just thinking and they're not living in the present moment. They're always oh. thinking about the next thing, right? Like, yeah. what do I have to do next? Like, what's on my list today? Like, how many things do I have to get done? And then the, at the end of the day, they live in the past. Like, okay, what didn't I get done? I had 10 things on my list. I only got three done. I feel like a failure, which brings me to another thing that women always deal with, which is a mindset issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. think it, I think that runs deep for most women, including myself, which when I'm working with my clients, is that the one thing? No, but it runs deep for a lot of women with with their mindset and how they talk to themselves. And a lot of times, do they even feel worthy of having a bubble bath or, you know, right. taking that walk, right? A lot of times they don't, they have to tend to the kids. They don't feel like they're worthy enough. They're not enough They're, And then we come to the whole body image and right again, last year of a lot of people using comfort foods and like gaining weight and all those things like, they just don't, I'm overweight. I can never lose weight. I'm not good enough. You know, it's just this self, deprecating uh, words that we keep saying to ourselves that we'd never say to our best friend. And, mm. you know, the constant, um, how do I want to say it's, it's, it's just bringing awareness of the fact that you're doing this and that you're saying this in order to sort of stop that, that mindset and, and shift it into a more loving way of talking to ourselves. You can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp at transformingwomenshealth.com.
Well, and I love that you talk about this because I think we as women are so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We really are. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you talked about speaking over ourselves in ways that we would never speak to a child. We Mm -hmm. would never speak to a friend that way. And really understanding that if you want to be the best spouse, the best mother, the best grandmother, the best employer, the best employee, whatever it is that you function and do, mm-hmm. you know, you have to take care of yourself. That has to be your top priority in order for you to put on all these other hats. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so when I think we bring awareness and step back and see that, then we give ourselves permission to pour into our cup to, to give ourselves some love each day, including how we talk to ourselves. Oh. The time we wake up and we're not perfect. I get it. I'm not perfect. But <laughs> I think the difference is, is when I'm in that thought processing of oh, why are you, why, 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 yeah. why would you say that to yourself? Don't say that to yourself. Yeah. You know, and how can we be more, more loving to ourselves? So absolutely. Oh. It makes us a better, it. better everything. Wife, significant yep. other, mother, daughter, all around a better person. I love that. Okay, so we've got relationships, stress, mindset, which is a huge piece, I believe. What else do we... Um, well, I mean, I don't think it would be a, a show on Toxin Terminator if we didn't talk about toxins. <laughs> so toxins are a big one. And a yep. lot of women think, oh gosh, it's just, you know, my lotion I'm putting on, my my shampoo that I'm washing my hair with, my makeup that I'm putting on, you know, um, which I... I stress all of that because women put on upwards of what 500 different chemicals in their body in a day with and you know it sounds like a lot but you look at one product if it has 30 ingredients on it times how many just in our makeup alone are you putting on your body every single day and you know that's just on our body what's in our environment what's in our food what's in our water right and this is all impacting our our hormones specifically you know and Mm -hmm. again you know we one of the pillars is hormones, but it, you come at it from a lot of different directions, from stress, from toxins mm-hmm. that disrupt our hormones. And a lot of women, you know, want to sort of blame their own natural hormones or lack of, especially when you get to menopause. And a lot of times we have to think, and that's a separate, you know, that's another issue with, with menopause and, and the loss of estrogen. But like in the oh, late, actually pre-puberty, puberty, a lot of girls are getting precocious puberty they're getting their periods breast development so much earlier yes and it's interesting I noticed this before I was in this functional medicine world I was noticing this in OBGYN as well I was like wow these girls are coming in mm-hmm. like really young with with breast development and periods and all of the secondary sex characteristics what is going on and ding 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 I realize now what has been going on but um sure. Yeah, everything, parabens, phthalates, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mm-hmm. chemicals in the foods, um, you know, a lot of, the, so the BPA, it's mm-hmm. all affecting our, not only girls, but men oh, as well. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we look at, I mean, I look at the issues we deal with as women today versus what I saw or experienced as a child. You know, when I was a child, cancer was a rarity. It mm-hmm. really was. Yep infertility was a rarity. It really, it was. And today it's, it's commonplace. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I'm so grateful that I got into functional medicine because a lot of the things that I was as a conventional OBGYN was questioning, such as these young girls, but also the rising infertility. Same Mm -hmm. thing. You know, I used to be in practice in Connecticut 
in my city, we had three infertility practices alone, like one city. I was like, how many infertility offices do we need Mm -hmm. for all these infertile couples? And it really had me. And a lot of them at the end of the day were quote unquote idiopathic. Like they don't know why all your testing came back normal. It just is not happening. It's not in your card. So we have to get you pregnant an alternative way. And it was really interesting because the number of, of couples that were just labeled that idiopathic, like we don't know, guess what? Toxins, you know, yeah. and, and, and now we do know in this world that we're in, we know that. And we know that simply, you know, my infertility friends that work with their, their clients, toxins is big on their list as well. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times that will help with uh, fertility. So it mm-hmm. definitely disrupts male hormones, testosterone and females. Yep. Amen. Toxins are the number one contributing factor to disease and inflammation in the body. Correct. You know, so we have to address that. Okay. So we've got four, you know, relationships, stress, mindset, toxins. What else do we have to be? um, Um, Well, you know, uh, nutrition. So again, mm -hmm. nutrition is huge. It's kind of one of those ones that I... um, knock out early on when I'm working with clients, because again, nutrition, uh, highly processed, refined diet is actually going to increase your blood sugars, increasing your insulin. It's going to cause, you know, gut abnormalities. So uh, gut actually nutrition and kind of gut go hand in hand. Right. Right. Um, so gut health, um, And, you know, so if we start focusing on, I call them libido busting and libido boosting foods. So the libido busting are your, your sugars, your added sugars, your, your artificial sweeteners, your alcohol, your, um, again, processed, refined foods, refined carbs, processed packaged foods. Mm -hmm. Um, Those all bust your libido and the boosting are more, again, whole food, healthy fats, um, uh, healthier oils, not your toxic industrial seed oils. Mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. say the three S's and the three C's that I always have my clients take out because, you know, at the, of all of my roadmap, and I call this my roadmap, you know, there's not one good research paper out there that says do this to help your libido, right? Yeah. Like I've had to really piece together from all of these facets where it comes from. And the underlying with most of these, as far as health related um, causes is inflammation. Yeah. So a lot of these, um, toxic, you know, these awful foods are causing inflammation at the level of the cell, right? Which is where the hormone receptor lives, right? So that if you can't mm-hmm. dock your hormones, you can have your normal level of hormones. Your doctor's like, well, well you're normal. Right. It might be, but you, they're just not able to get the message into the cell because of all of the, um, the inflammation at the level of the cell, including a high sugar diet will also do that. And so, yes. you know, the healthier fats and the whole foods and, you know, your estrogen, your, your, cruciferous veggies and uh, your um, are really going to help with estrogen metabolism and breaking down estrogen fiber to help feed the gut bacteria. Because what a lot of people don't know is that we have gut bacteria that actually help us break down estrogens. So if you have an imbalance, you don't have those appropriate bacteria in your gut, you're going to be estrogen overloaded. Um, And it's not going to be from your own natural estrogens. It's just going to be because you can't break them down. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I love that you touch on that because a, a lot of times we want to look at hormone levels, but we're not looking at the methylation process within the hormones. So whether the hormones might be normal, but mm-hmm. our body doesn't know what in the world to do with it. So we're not breaking that down. The methylation isn't happening. And right. so we're still having those issues and the symptoms, even though the tests say everything is okay. Yes, correct. You know, that even goes to the liver also. I mean, we break down the gut bacteria, the liver, all of it. And if you're taxing your body with say even, you know, what I don't really touch on in my roadmap, but it's kind of uh, sort of the underlying theme as well is like lots of medications, again, the alcohol, anything that's going to further tax and also toxins that's going to further tax your liver is going to take the priority away from breaking down your hormones to breaking down the toxins and (laughs) trying to shuttle them out out of your body. So Right. Well, isn't our body, um, help me out with this one, but the methylation process that our body goes through, and maybe I'm using the wrong terminology here, but number one on the body is to survive. So Mm -hmm. our body is naturally always going to go to do what it needs to do to survive. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so it, 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 it only makes sense if, if we're overloaded with so many other things like toxins, the body is constantly trying to survive. So it can't even do the energy, the focus, the sleep, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of that other stuff, because it's over here working so hard on this mm-hmm. side. Exactly. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that's total sense. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we're going to, you know, our body just wants to survive. And, and, and when you're stressed, you're not going to do a lot of things. You're just going to be in survival mode. Right. You're stressed, you know, again, it leads into higher blood sugars because you're just always running from that tiger. And even though you, you know, doc, I, I'm not eating bad foods, Well, you're always stressed and your body yeah. is like always churning out the stored sugar glucose yep. to run from that tiger, even though it's not, the real day, day tiger today is your, you know, your financial stress and the stress yeah. of the know, having the kids home and, and, and the a job that you dislike and all of the things, well, your body's chronically under that stress. So you're not going to have a, you're not going right. to procreate, you're not going to have a period, you're not going to digest because, you know, you're shunting your resources away from, you're constipated, right? You're not, your brain's not <laughs> functioning properly and you're just not going to um, detox your, your world appropriately because you're, you're focused on just surviving. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, when I was going through all my stuff, my cortisol levels were off the charts just Mm -hmm. because I I was in that constant state of fight and flight. I mean, Mm -hmm. my body was just always there. Okay. And uh, and our our, what we're covering, kind of your eight-step approach, Mm -hmm. you're talking about your roadmap, your eight-step approach. So we've we've covered the... the, the foods, the libido bust and the libido boosting. I, I love that. So we've got five of the eight. So hormones, we got our toxins, stress. Oh, six. Mind, yep. Yep. Mindset, uh, relationship, nutrition, mood issues. So underlying Ooh. anxiety and depression, strong correlation with uh, both of those, especially depression and low libido. What came yeah. first, you know, and usually it's, again, it's the mood disorder. But once again, a lot of times with mood disorders, and I'm not, poo-pooing medication because there are many people out there that do need medication. But I do think we're in a society whereby if you feel a little sad or you feel a little anxious, here's a pill. And we really don't try to work on, you know, working on our gut health and getting those foods that are going to help us make those, you know, um, support those bacteria that produce the serotonin, which is our Mm -hmm. chemical, you know, like, there are so many and, and stress management tex- techniques mm-hmm. and learning how to do deep breathing and all of the mm-hmm. things that really could get us out of that 
rabbit hole of going down of getting on a medication. Cause many times you get on a medication, you do feel better and then you don't want to get off. Right. And where is the, the stimulus to try to figure out why you felt a certain way and, and work on it. And again, you know, in the conventional world, there is a place for pills, but for that truly motivated person that really wants to get to the root cause of why they're feeling the way they're feeling and perhaps get off the medication. That's, that's who I work with. So, so yeah, so mood issues, a huge, and again, I don't take people off medications, women. Um, but if we are working together, because again, a lot of the antidepressants will also mm-hmm. affect libido. Yep. So medications will, you know, again, I don't have a separate component for that, but because it's pretty apparent birth control pills, antidepressants, the anxiety meds all affect libido. And Again, it, it's a, a huge elephant in the room as far as like, there we go. That's the reason you don't need me. <laughs> that is right. one of the reasons, right? And so uh, working on sort of the root cause of why, again, birth control pills are different story. But if I'm working with someone and um, if they really want to improve their libido, that would be one way of helping. Looking at, yeah. Easy, absolutely. Easy. Like I'll get on the phone. I actually had a call with someone last week. I'm like, the birth control pill is the elephant in the room. You get off of that, see how, and then do these few dietary changes, see how you feel, see if it comes yeah. back, you know, yeah. and then if not, then we work together. Um, and of course, right. pregnancy is an issue and there's other options, but um, yeah, so <laughs> definitely um, the the mood issues at, and related medications. Mm-hmm. And the last mm-hmm. is really um, kind of a woo-woo side of me, which is more of the energy uh, an energy imbalance in your body. You know, we have our all our chakras, our energy centers, and a lot of times our survival centers, which are our root, our sacral, like when we don't feel safe, when we don't mm-hmm. feel, mm-hmm. or we've had past trauma, a lot of things get stored deep in the body. Oh, and yeah. this is kind of like an icing on the cake. This is not something we start with usually right at the beginning. <laughs> But you, you might have people running from you going, what? Yeah, right. Like, let's just, let's just release some energy. But it definitely is a component of, of oh. you know, mm-hmm. and, Ab- and just everything, emotions, just overall health, you know. Yeah. I have found in and just doing a lot of my digging, even before I went in and got my um, toxicity and detox specialist certification, that emotions many times, especially when we're dealing with something that we cannot find another solution to, we can almost always go back and identify an emotion behind there that's mm-hmm. causing that physical symptom. Mm-hmm. And that that just blew me away that that, that could happen. But it's so, so true. Mm-hmm. There's a huge mind-body connection. Yeah. And, and emotional uh, mm-hmm. emotions. Uh, you know, as soon as you, and again, it's awareness, it's recognizing and it's releasing. So sometimes you do that. You know, I love essential oils. They're huge. Um, component of my work, you know, I do, mm-hmm. I do. And also like just yoga and releasing, mm-hmm. you know, through movement and, uh, you know, and mindset work and, and, and get into the root cause of why, again, they had that emotion, where did it come from right. and, and working on right. that to release right. it. So Dr. Wellenstein, how can women get a hold of you? Because uh, you laid out the perfect roadmap, let me tell you. And I know there's going to be listeners that want to reach out. And do you practice? I mean, a lot of physicians now are practicing across state lines. So let's talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, well, I am now serving as a consultant. I'm not serving as anybody's doctor. So I am their coach slash consultant, and I can work with anyone anywhere. I do order uh, specialty testing, especially for gut and food sensitivity testing, if it's appropriate, if we feel like that's the part of the roadmap that we're working on. Um, And so I'm 100% virtual, and I do take on one-on-one clients. You know, 2021 is going to be a little interesting year for me to try to serve more women as many as I can, as best as I can. I am only one person. So uh, I'm sure there's more coming down the pike in 2021 for me that I'm just not really ready to say anything about. But um, yeah, definitely website, drreneewellenstein.com. I love Instagram at drreneewellenstein. I'm always hopping on there doing something crazy in my stories, like standing outside and my sports bra. In the cold. cold therapy. Yeah, yeah, always biohacking and doing the best for my body that I can. But yeah, I love that's it. I love to hang out. I love it. This has been so interesting and I could keep this conversation going for hours because I, I'm totally there 100% with you. I want to leave you with the last thoughts um, and, and wrapping us up here. Yeah. You know, I just want your audience in, in the women in your audience to realize that, you know, low libido is another symptom of something going on deeper down. It's not normal. And what's the definition of low? It's different for everyone. If it's not where you want it to be, then it's low for you. And it's, again, it's just another symptom, just like your low energy and your cravings and your bloat and all of those that we really need to dig deeper. And a lot of times, if we help with what's causing your low libido, we're going to help that energy, the bloat, the gut health, the weight, all of it. It's a, it's a big package that comes all it's, together. And you're going to be a whole new different, different woman, better relationship and a better sex drive. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.